exist anymore i thought you were standing me up oh i wouldn't i would never i mean i did technically but you i wouldn't did do try that to stand me up but like so if this was the 90s like in seinfeld times right. i would have just went home <laughs> like <laughs> or Brett, you would have won like looking for me at places yeah yeah or trying to get on a payphone and and so yeah. hey so yeah. welcome to seinfeld's oh appreciate it we have brett mercer he's a uh, stand-up comic podcaster live caster what do you call that shit uh, a streamer now. streamer he's a streamer he graduated from podcastery to twitch streamery yeah i'm just at podcast level still so fuck me but uh so brett um you're, uh you're a young virile man yeah you could say that yeah so you weren't alive for seinfeld's initial uh run right yeah, I was I was around the whole time. I just like my parents watched it and it was kind of in my periphery, but it wasn't until like, you know, years after it it uh ended that I really started getting into it. Okay. But yeah, young virile man of uh 30 years old. Okay, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so this episode aired February 1992. So you've been like what, 3 or something? Yeah, 2. Okay. And you're like, I like this. This is a, this show. Like, I, this is my I kind like of this. show. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're tackling the Nazi issue, which I know a lot about as a two-year-old. Oh my lord! Yeah. So we're we're talking about the limo today, season three, episode eighteen. Um, it aired at nine thirty p.m. during NBC's must-see TV slot. It was when it was kind of on later. It was an earlier episode. It's kind of dark, weird episode. Odd for a Seinfeld episode. Um, Larry Charles, I believe, was the script teleplay writer. So he tends to go dark. Like every episode that he is in charge of is pretty crazy. Interesting. What what other ones has he done? He's done, you know, the the opera. Okay. Like Elaine nearly gets killed by Joe Davola. <laughs> he wrote a crazy episode that didn't ever get made called The Bet. And it was um, an episode where Elaine bought a gun, I guess. Really? Wow. Yeah. So like he went, he went very outside of what Seinfeld usually is. Somehow this episode fucking works. I love it. I, I do remember, remember being like, this is one of the weirdest out there ones. And I, it makes sense that it's Larry Charles because I've like followed his career post Seinfeld uh, vaguely closely. Isn't there kind of, there's like a documentary or something? Well, he did Religious, which I didn't realize that oh, yeah. Bill Maher movie about, about uh, why God's not real. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is kind of a funny. So he, he produced or directed that? Yeah, he produced that. He produced a couple, of, he did like a... I want to say, no, he definitely did Borat. He was involved with Borat and uh, Who is America? Oh yeah, yeah. Which I didn't watch at all. I just, it's, but that's. Oh really? Is Who is America good? Yeah, it's great. Okay, it's I was, the best I mean, TV. I mean, Seinfeld. I'm a little bit wary of watching shit that's gonna piss me off. 
like about oh. America. It's just like I just want to kill everybody, to be honest with you. Understood. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Larry Charles was responsible for this episode. The show messes around with like anti-Semitic jokes. Um, but like in the in other episodes, Uncle Leo has called a cook that like overcooks his burger an anti-Semite, but nothing this, <laughs> nothing this deep. So anyway, they keep it, they, they do a decent job of keeping it light still by coming back to like the ping pong uh, dialogue, which is good. So a lot of this, a lot of the show takes place mostly in, in the limo and at a street corner so i think i guess i'll just like i have notes there's like 15 scenes we're just gonna go through them and chit chat oh sweet so the opening stand up well hold up hold up hold up so actually so being a brown man i have a weird fascination with white supremacy like i think like the whole um like the whole bible belt stuff and 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 things with the kkk and neo-nazis it's just fascinating to me because they want to kill me. And it's so interesting that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's kind of like, you know how women um, they're I find women more than men are like super into like true crime and like serial killer shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I see and where I, you're going with this. And I think it's because that's their enemy and they want to know what their enemy's about. So I think that I have this interesting fascination with like, neo-nazis and white supremacy because it's like i'm their enemy it's crazy wow wow i've never really put that together but it, it does occupy a similar part of my brain where yeah. i want to learn about this because it's so sick and twisted yeah but you know it's like why would i sit there and watch the like the the, the i mean it, it's l- lower stakes for me of course sure sure still, it's it, it is it's fascinating, yeah. yeah and I never is. connected it to, to the true crime, uh, murdery uh, kind of. But uh, anyway, so the uh, the limo uh, scene one it opens with stand up. Uh, Jerry's going on about how the airport only exists to sell tuna sandwiches, which is uh-huh. like, what the fuck, dude? That's not. It's a dumb <laughs> premise, but in the joke he says, "You don't like it? Go back to your own country." And right, uh, right. that kind of ties in with the neo-Nazi. <laughs> yeah, um, second yeah. scene, they're at the airport. I mean, what do you think of Jerry's stand-up generally? You know, I wrote it down. I wrote this down because it struck me while watching this intro that the bit that he did to open up this episode was, I think, more complex of a joke than Jerry Seinfeld gets credit for. Um, just because it, it it starts with like, oh, this is overpriced, and then building it out to like this whole system is 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 faulty. And I think he's a great writer. You know, I okay, you know, I've liked him in the past. I I understand why he gets the uh, the reputation that he does. Uh, and I'm not here to defend Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> but I'm I'm listening to this bit and I'm. I'm seeing like, oh, this is like the DNA that like started, like that got me into doing comedy. I like, I liked this bit, even yeah. though it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I think just the conclusion that the airport system exists just to rip you off on tuna is kind of a stupid <laughs> like conclusion to end on. But yeah, it's, it's, it's decent. It's, decent. It's, the, it's the kind of absurdity that could count as a punchline for a, a, a joke in you know in the mid 90s during the stand-up yeah. comedy boom yeah <laughs> dude don't you wish you were doing stand-up comedy back then oh my god no <laughs> oh. <laughs> i think you'd be doing like really well hey, hey maybe i mean financially but that's what i'm saying I, that's what I'm i don't saying. know yeah it would be 
It would be night and day. I mean, I mean, this leads into, I guess, the first scene, but something that I forget about Seinfeld is, is that they, they kind of talk about Jerry being a comedian early on, more than they do later in the, in the series. He was arriving back in New York from like a weekend doing comedy. And yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, he's a traveling comedian. He is. Yeah. Right. And That's... they don't bring it up a lot later. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, they do try to work it in where it's like, oh yeah, I missed my flight to Buffalo. I was trying to do a gig or whatever. You know, they would, they would work mm-hmm. that in. And he's not that successful, you know? <laughs> yeah, he never gets recognized. <laughs> no, he never gets recognized, except by Keith Hernandez in The right, Boyfriend. Right. He does get recognized there. But yeah, so this does lead into the first uh, real scene, which is George at the airport. He's asking about arrivals. He's only seeing departures on the, on the sign. Um, he, and uh, he asks the lady, everybody's ignoring him. He's asking this man what the time is. The man clearly has a watch on his wrist. And the man keeps pointing him to the clock on the wall over there. And uh, this escalates to the point where George exclaims, you know, we're living in a society. Oh, really? Did I miss that? He says that right there. Oh, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. I thought that was a different episode. No, it is. So that's what I'm going to get to. Um, So I like that line a lot. I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're living in a society because society is junk. But... Right. I think it's the second time he said it because he doesn't he say it in the Chinese restaurant too? Yes, that's what I'm wow. With I didn't the, realize that that was a, a you know a, a line that gets dropped throughout. I thought it was just yeah. plucked. No, me neither. Yeah, I always thought of Chinese restaurant when I thought that. So I have that highlighted in my notes. Um so anyway, the whole point of him fucking coming to the airport was to pick up Jerry from his gig out of town and his car broke down on the way. So I guess he took a cab or something. I don't really understand, but he, his car had a nervous breakdown, he says. And then Jerry's line back to that was, so what good are you? <laughs> My favorite one was, I told you to get rid of that piece of junk years ago. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, he does say Finally, some, some damn sense in yeah. this world. Yeah. Seems, <laughs> seems like Jerry's the only normal one around here. Yeah. He's the only sensible one. And that is kind of how it works in some episodes. It's like, see how it always evens out for Jerry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Jerry knows that O'Brien, they see the sign for O'Brien, the limo driver, um, is waiting for somebody named O'Brien. Uh, Jerry saw O'Brien not get on the plane in Chicago because the flight was overbooked and he kept screaming about how he had to get to Madison Square Garden. So George is like, you're sure O'Brien's not going to show up? Yeah. How about we be O'Brien? <laughs> now, just, we will definitely circle. I just want to make a little asterisk here and go like, Jerry saw O'Brien. Yeah. So yes. he is, I, I just wanted to point that out because it's it gets funnier. That, like that was the thing that I kept on going back to while watching. And that's this. a note that I've made too. So I think we're probably on the same wavelength. And you know what? I didn't even remember that Jerry would have had the opportunity to see him. Like that part of the plot just flew out of my brain mm-hmm. until today or yesterday. So anyway, um, they're like, yeah, we're O'Brien. And they just go up and George is like, if he knew O'Brien, he wouldn't have a sign. And he's so <laughs> right. He's totally right. So then they, there's classic Seinfeld right here. They're trying to come up with, with uh, names and like, who's oh, O'Brien? This is, you're damn right this is classic Seinfeld. It's back to the Art Corbelet. Oh, yes. Art Corbelet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
What, yeah, so what George, makes you think you get? You, I, I don't see architecture coming from you. Like that <laughs> yeah, <kind> of, <laughs> that's amazing. So, so George says he wants to be O'Brien, and Jerry's like, "Well, who am I? Why don't I get to be somebody? I don't want to be Jerry." So then he's like, "I'll be Dylan Murphy." <laughs> and then George is super jealous because he likes the name Dylan. He was like, "Well, I like Dylan." And then <laughs> Jerry says, "You can be Colin." Colin O'Brien. Okay, so George is satisfied with Colin O'Brien. So we have Colin O'Brien, Dylan Murphy. They're going to get in a limo with this strange driver. Um, so I made the point saying that, like, what if the driver was supposed to know what um, O'Brien looked like? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because they the describe- driver... They said later in the episode that he had never shown his face in public before, so no yeah. one knows what O'Brien looks like. Yeah. But... I think it's implied that the driver kind of knew, like, the, did the driver know that he was picking up who he was picking up? That's what I'm saying. Like, because I think, I don't know how limo driving works, but I'm, I'm like, maybe the person that hired it was like, he looks like this. He's like a tall Aryan gentleman that, you know, yeah. full head of blonde hair. He looks nothing like George or whatever, you know? Um, but anyway, so... Uh, but I guess maybe this this is part of, uh, you know, like you talked about before, George asking the guy what time it was, uh, the, how it could have been a miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of this kind of is is integral to this plot moving forward in most plots in the Seinfeld episode, but just the restricted technology that we now take for granted. Yeah, yeah, the restricted, yeah, exactly, that's true. And like, so... <laughs> and so, and, like, like you said, I, I'm, you know, I was young at the time of this coming out. I, is that how people did it? Did people just kind of I guess, go out into the world with no information? It's so weird, right? It feels, I mean, because I was in middle school, seventh grade when this came on TV. And yeah, I didn't have a cell phone in seventh grade it was 1992 it was like yeah. at the time cell phones were still just for like drug dealers is what the the impression about them was um i guess in seinfeld they do have like car phones sometimes and they sometimes have i don't know that they go full cell phone ever they did once it's in a very later episode where they did the you, you call them back on a cell phone? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Must yeah. Be, that must be like the Puerto Rican day or something like that. Like really late. I think it may have been one of the last episodes, actually. Like, I think it might have been in the lead up to the finale. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, so they just, yeah, they ended right at this beginning of when cell phones were sort of common. Um, anyway, so they <laughs> they get in the limo and... Uh, they're impressed. They're like, oh my God, we're in a limo. And so George is like, I'm going to call my mother. <laughs> and me and George have a very similar pattern with talking to our mothers because it always <laughs> devolves into me. If I don't restrain my like inbuilt anger from childhood and my annoyance, it'll just devolve into like us yelling at each other. So me and George are very similar here. And I'm like, why, why would George call his mother? Uh, to like impress her maybe. And she was yeah. probably like, oh, you think that's impressive? And yeah. Then- but then George is like, I'll never tell you why I'm in the limo. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jerry, this is another classic Jerry trope where he's like, was she happy for you? Like, he obviously <laughs> heard the whole fucking fight. 
And he does that a lot in, in other, like, how are your parents? Good. Like, even though they were, like, yelling at each other, how'd the trip sound? Sounded good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do that a lot. Um, okay, so Jerry and George are in the back of the limo. They're like, can the driver hear us through his glass? Let's test him. So they say some line. George is like, hey, driver, why don't we pick up your sister and have a good time back here or something yeah. like that? Some crazy line. Like, <laughs> what if the driver could hear him? Right, right. I just thought that was that was an interesting choice. That was that line seemed to be outside of the realm of Seinfeld. I mean, Again, so did, yeah. just with the it's just the dark kind of like twisted minds that went into this sitcom that kind of then got squeaked clean through the medium of you know late night uh, or uh, primetime television yeah totally but i feel like that line kind of like squeaked through from the mind the twisted minds to like yeah you know watching back on this wholesome show. hey what am gonna go pick up your sister have a, have a little fun back here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy such a line um but then anyway the driver eventually pulls down the uh the window and says he has the four passes and <laughs> yeah can i all right i'm just interject because i wrote a note here uh when they first pull down the the window uh-huh. george says to get the guy's attention he goes my dear fellow my like dear after, fellow. <laughs> my dear fellow um why don't we pull over here, pick up a friend of ours or whatever, you know? But- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, what is that, George being, like, dignified and, like, rich sounding or something? I think it's either that or it's uh, just in case you heard what I said earlier to test uh, out the soundproofing. Okay, so I'd still respect you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. Uh, the driver says they have the four pass. He has the four passes. And for some reason, I guess because... O'Brien was yelling about Madison Square Garden in Chicago. And I, I didn't put this together before my watch last night. Um, but they assume it's a Knicks-Bulls game at Madison Square Garden. My question is, was there even a game? So this is, the, I, I was confused about that too. I was thinking, why would there be, what a, like if somebody was going to do an event at Madison Square Garden, wouldn't everyone know who this this performer is or whatever. Yeah. But it turns out it was like right next to Madison Square Garden. Okay. At a, I, I can't remember what it was. I think they said Paramount. Yeah, it was some, but I think there was also a Knicks-Bulls game. Okay, okay. So it wasn't it was, unreasonable. It, yeah, it was like common knowledge that like, oh, Michael Jordan's oh, in town. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. They're going to make a 10-part series about him one day and we should probably <laughs> go see him and I'm excited. <laughs> is there an HBO series about him? Some. It's in the zeitgeist right now. Oh, I don't oh know. nice. Nice. Okay. And then George is really pleased with himself because he's like, all right, we're going <laughs> to this game. We're in a limo. And he tries to do this quote. It's a, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's the, you see things as they are. And it ends with, what do you, what do you say when you see things? <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's a Robert Kennedy reference, I guess. I looked it up. And uh, Robert Kennedy said that. And Robert Kennedy was paraphrasing George Bernard Shaw, I guess. Just facts. Okay. Yeah. That, but he doesn't that was, get it right at all. <laughs> that was one of my favorite points where he's like, can't, can you believe what I pulled off? I can't believe I pulled off. Like he was celebrating like he was already at the game in the yeah. seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did this. We, we won. Mission accomplished. Uh, okay, so then they move on. Um, Jerry uses the uh, car phone in the limo to call Elaine. And he gives her the story, um, tells her 
you got to refer to me as Murphy and George is O'Brien. And uh, she's just like, okay. Um, and then uh, Jerry and George tell the driver that they're friends to pick up. And the driver's like, I, I know. So mm. at this moment, they're like, he knows? Uh, did he hear us through the glass? Like that's in their head right now. Cause like, how would he know? Um, and then he ends up taking this weird exit and they're like, driver, why are you taking this exit? To pick up the other members of your party? What other members of a party? This is where the panic sets in. George only got to enjoy that victory for like <laughs> 20 seconds or so before it utterly went to shit. Oh, man. Fuck. George never wins. He can't win. They argue for a bit about how the jig is up. <laughs> and then Jerry doesn't want to be Murphy anymore. Um, he's Seinfeld. But no, uh, George insists they keep the, the uh, charade up. Um, they're like, how do we get the fuck out of this? <laughs> and then they end up at the place where they're picking up the, the two people. And George pretends to be asleep in the <laughs> fakest way possible. <laughs> right, right, right. So the two, the two people they pick up are Ava and Tim, I believe. And it's kind of awesome that Ava's name is Ava. It's from Ava Brown. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so George is pretending to be asleep and Jerry's kind of handling them, ask, talking to them. They mention that they're big fans of O'Brien's newsletter <laughs> and his book, The Big Game. Jerry's response to that is, ah, yes, he's very proud of his work in The Big Game. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then Jerry confirms that no one's ever seen him. They were not, he wasn't on the book jacket or anything like that. Boy, they lucked out there. They really did luck out. <laughs> oh, man. He wasn't on the book jacket. Yeah. Another, another relic of, of yesteryear. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't Google him or anything. It's right, just, right. They only have his newsletter and his book to go on. <laughs> it's great. So then Jerry nudges O'Brien to get up, George to get up, and he, he wakes up and it just says, Hello, I'm O'Brien. <laughs> like, that's so fucking fake. <laughs> like, yeah. Hello. Um, also, they're meeting the fucking Nazi, yeah. uh, or like the head of the, what do they say? The head of the Aryan like, Union. <laughs> it's fucking George. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason it's George is because Jerry, like, I don't know, because of that initial switch where yeah. they were like, Oh no! I want to be O'Brien. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, because you mentioned that he was like jealous that he got to be O'Brien. So yeah, he, well, that he wanted Dylan. Yeah, he liked right. Dylan Murphy, and so yeah, exactly. So he was stuck with O'Brien or whatever, and so yeah. then he just became the like he had to be the role that like yep. stood in place. <laughs> I'm now the head of the Aryan Union. Yep, here we go. Um, but at this point, they have no idea what's up. They just, they know that he's written a book and he has a newsletter. That's really all they fucking have to go on. Mm. All right. So, then this yeah, so in their conversation, they're learn they're putting together the pieces of, yeah, they're just of, like, of, what uh, is this scenario? And I love it because it is kind of a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then the scene changes to a street corner. Elaine took a cab to meet Kramer at this location. Um, and Kramer asks how much she makes because he's impressed that she took <laughs> yeah. a cab there. Elaine doesn't want to divulge that information. And uh, Kramer's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell you how much I make. 
Dude, it's so funny. He just, he appears, they, they exchange one, like, hey, how much you make? Yeah. <laughs> He's so, like, uh, what do you call that? Tactless? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they start talking basketball, and Elaine doesn't really know much about basketball, so Kramer tries to demonstrate Michael Jordan's 360 dunk, and he kind of does just his Kramerican kind of thing, and land, uh, does a 360 and lands in a pile of garbage. Um, and then it cuts to stand-up about how limos are kind of gross. It's either a rich guy or 50 kids with a dollar 75 each. <laughs> I find that to be pretty good. That's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, that's a good joke. But then it goes on to describe the how shitty it is to be in a limo. Yeah, he which... says it's like some sad bachelor pad. There's probably 10,000 asses already been on these seats before. <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think there's like a commercial there, but then it goes back to yeah, do that again. Ba-ba-boom. Awesome, <laughs> so good. That's a talent, dude. That's really good. <laughs> so Jerry still thinks they're going to a basketball game at this point, and says to George, "I don't think we're going to make the tip off." And then Tim is like, "You think someone's been tipped off?" <laughs> so already there's some crazy disconnect between yeah. what what Jerry and George think is happening and what's really happening still. They look at each other in kind of like a what the fuck? What is he talking about? Um, O'Brien asks the woman about the big game, uh, what she's into, because he's trying to just like get any information whatsoever. And she's like, I loved it. I memorized it. It changed my life. The way you analyze the game, the way you identify the major players. It's still, it still might be basketball. Yeah, right, I guess. It <laughs> might still be basketball. That's true. That is true. I did not think that. So, but <laughs> The woman seems very turned on by all of this. George, George replies to that. It's just a game. Remember, kids? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what? I love that, yeah, Jerry's just <laughs> He's, he doesn't like lose, he doesn't have any like fear showing. He's just like, hey, yeah, just right? Little quips. Yeah. Um, I just, I was reading through my notes and I, and I hate to jump back, but there no, was. No, go point, ahead, go ahead. There was a point where they were trying to discuss how they were uh, going to escape the limo when they were picking up Eva and Tim. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Jerry uh, uh, offers up, hey, maybe we should make a break for it. And George goes, I can't. I hurt my hamstring. Oh, yeah. And he goes, you hurt your hamstring? Yeah. Where he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you know when you're in a hotel and they tuck the, they tuck the blankets too tight? Like, I pulled it trying to kick it out. Yeah. And that's so funny to me because, A, you know, just on, a, on the first level, it's funny that we've, we've all been there. And stuff. Yeah. But it's, also, yeah. it's also like... In what world was George just in a hotel? At this point, it seems as just as much of a luxury as being in a limo. Sure. Yeah. George has a crappy car. Like, why was he? Yeah. yeah. Where was he traveling to in the first place that he was in a hotel? I forget what he was. his occupation was at this point in the series, but I'm sure it wasn't take a vacation job. No, it wasn't. He might be a realtor at this point. Maybe hmm. he was like a realtor really early on, at least in the first and second seasons, I think. But yeah, I think that was just a detail. I don't remember any real. I don't. I don't see realty coming from him. <laughs> <You don't>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fair. 
but uh so so anyway yeah they're discussing the book they're trying to get in answers and things like yeah that. but the, going back to that hotel thing that comes up again you know with the uh in the future with the tuck and the no tuck and the uh yeah. when they go to la and i love i think that's probably just like one of larry david's pet peeves or something mm-hmm. and it just shows up repeatedly in the show <laughs> um anyway so tim tim replies ah so humble the fate of the world depends on the outcome of this game and then george just says i tend to exaggerate and jerry's like yeah he tends to exaggerate <laughs> Still very Seinfeldian, still very yeah. light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then the woman says she's looking forward to O'Brien's speech and asks <clears throat> if he wants to look over a copy that she got faxed to her. All right, so then we break to the yeah, street let's corner. Let's just we'll gloss talk- over that very weird, uh, just, that's just a weird, like, why would she have a copy of the I- speech? very strange sure. I, don't, I, don't I mean know. i feel like maybe in the 90s if you were like somebody's handler you would just have an extra copy in case oh i see i see you know like in case o'brien freaks out and doesn't remember his shit and he's like ah i need a, I need a hard copy right um okay who the hell knows it makes sense to me yeah so then they cut back to the corner uh kramer is confused about the limo because wasn't george going to pick up jerry at the airport um, that's the only detail I got on that scene. And then they come back to the limo of George mid-sentence um, reading the speech. And here's the speech. And the Jews steal <laughs> our money through their Zionist-occupied government and use the black man to bring drugs into our oppressed white minority communities. <laughs> like, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reading you know watching this back you know it's about nazis but it what like that was a big reveal yeah that was like uh (laughs) that was when it became like the dark side of seinfeld that we were talking about before that was when it went out of the normal sphere of a show about nothing this seems to be quite something quite something indeed i mean but yeah so it got dark real quick I mean, the line before where Tim was like, you think someone's been tipped off? I mean, that would give the viewer some kind of uh, inkling, but I did, I, I gotta be honest, I probably didn't notice that one, like if I've watched the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jerry's answer to reply to that is, which I love, I use this in my real life. You're not gonna open with that, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. It's so Great. Good. All right, then there's a commercial break and they're back, then they come back to the limo. Ava seems very, very turned on and is like, what was that you said about the myth of the Holocaust? (laughs) (laughs) Which is, Uh, which is so heavy. Um, 9.30 on a Thursday. Yeah. yeah. NBC. George replies, I've said so many things. (laughs) So as to not get into that in too much detail. Um, loud, loud noises start to happen. And George, George, some, for some reason, immediately panics and says, they're shooting, they're shooting. Like, (laughs) why does he, who does he think is shooting at them? Well, he now knows that he's supposed to be like a big white supremacist. I think all of the cards are shown. So he's like, I got to get away from these people. These are the most hated and revered people in all of the world at this point in 1992. Yeah. 
society knows that people like me, who I'm supposed to be, are bad. Yeah, yeah, true. It's, a, it's just a, a, a universal theme that needs no expl- explaining. Okay. okay, okay, understood. I mean, I guess white supremacists watching the show might be confused. But right. Yeah. Well, well, what's, what <laughs> what's about the, intellectual di- diversity? You know? Yeah, right? <laughs> All views are, are valid. Yeah. How about a round table? You know? <laughs> Let's have some useful discussion, like on Reddit. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it's really just a, uh, it's really just a flat tire, but what ends up happening is Ava ends up on top of George and says, I'm ready to die for you. And Jerry's expression to that is like, eye rolling, what the fuck is this lady on? Yeah. Kind of reaction is very good. Um, Tim whips out a case full of guns. So that's that's scary in, in, in also yeah um and then, a case of guns on the should i button the top button conversation yeah <laughs> right and then but jerry returns to being seinfeld and he says nice looking luger <laughs> <laughs> and looks like he's gonna crack up i love it when jerry looks like he's gonna start laughing like he's very <laughs> amused with what's happening yeah I love it. All right, so then they cut to a news report, and uh, this woman is Jody Baskerville. Um, she, in the credits, is seen as playing herself. I guess she was a news reporter. She's hosted a documentary about diabetes, a documentary about asthma, and then I guess she got really into producing and produced The Bachelorette for a little while. <laughs> Really? Weirdly, yeah, yeah. So. It's it's weird that two people involved with this episode went on to make The Bachelorette and uh, oh fuck, what else did Larry Charles do? Um, oh, The Amazing Racist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The Amazing Racist. I love that Zach Galifianakis joke about The Amazing Race. I think it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it fits in with this episode, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. It totally does. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, he did. Uh, mm, oh, the dictator. Maybe was that it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. But then he's also done like normal shows, like Mad About You and stuff. Like he's he's really like prolific in a lot of areas. But I guess he'll inject his darkness where he can. Yeah, man, I'm fascinated by this guy. I I learned of him from an episode of I think it was You Made It Weird. Okay, and it was really good. Yeah, I would recommend people listen to that he was on it yeah he was a guest on it talking to pete holmes yeah yeah cool that's awesome anyway i maybe i'll check that out um all right so then they cut back to the corner um kramer is questioning the whole thing like why o'brien why do we have to call him Mm o'brien kramer's like kramer's putting it together elaine still seems very oblivious to this being weird at all somehow yeah no she's usually smart Mm mm-hmm uh, Kramer's the hipster doofus. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah. Elaine is. Will, will trust that she trusts that everything's gonna be okay. Like, why would they? What could they possibly be pulling? Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And and Kramer, at this point, is going, uh, uh, you know, conspiracy-minded, uh, you know, thought spirals, yeah. which were actually true. It's like, why? I mean, think about it. Why would he drive away from the from the the airport and come back in a limo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And then, oh, you know what? I'm thinking about this happens a little bit later. Okay. This particular 
um do you want to wait to talk about it in a, a yeah, little bit okay we'll, we'll All right. yeah, yeah yeah cool so anyway um around the corner he's questioning it elaine's friend dan comes by and so dan's like uh dan meets kramer they do a real cool handshake kramer's always about cool handshakes i wrote that down as well yeah <laughs> and i then, also uh, wrote down that he went in for a, a cheek kiss with with elaine oh oh yeah Which, it was, it's just one of these things that i've seen on seinfeld like the kiss hello yep which it that just weirds me out. Don't keep, get away from, especially amidst the, the coronavirus crisis. Well, right now don't you would fucking, never fucking kiss uh, hello, but um, I've seen, me. I don't have any friends that I would kiss hello with, but um, I've seen it done. Like I was dating a woman who was in a band with somebody and they bumped into each other while I was there at like Liar House or something. They kissed hello, like a cheek mm-hmm. thing. And I was like kind of weirded out by it because it don't, you don't see that a lot. Yeah, who does that? Yeah, I guess musicians. I guess musicians. Cool musicians do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess so. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Dan's like explaining where he's going. He's going to uh, this rally at the Paramount. He does say Paramount. The head of the Aryan Union's there, O'Brien. And then it cuts to Kramer's expression on his face where he's like for real putting two and two together and he's like, O'Brien. Mm-hmm. all right so uh 12 another yeah. another quick little thing i thought it was nice that he's like hey we're going to protest hey you should come like yeah <laughs> this is something that all of new york around you is gonna go uh <laughs> enjoy right <laughs> it's a, it's a fun it's a block party or something mm-hmm. yeah you should come um so then they cut back to the limo and uh tim and ava are fixing the tire george seems a little obsessed with the cute Nazi. The cute Nazi, she's like, she's a cute Nazi. And Jerry's like, she's a Nazi, George, a Nazi. <laughs> um, so then they're trying to, trying to make a plan. Can they make a run for it? Um, here, do I, okay. Here's where he mentions his hamstring, right? That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, no, no, no worries. Because it's important to point it out. George, he's like, I can't, I can't run for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I hurt my hamstring, and this just goes to like why this show fuck is funny because it's like it's like you can you know that there's like an arc to the story that they they want to get across, and and in filling in all the details, like like oh why couldn't they just run away? Oh let's just say George hurt his he he's injured. Why is he injured? Oh you know let's let's take the funniest reason and then just insert it as like an aside yes 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 but what it does do is is offer a little bit of plot development Mm -hmm. and and like another like i guess game that that has to be worked around yeah 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 totally and then but then they so when they do that they also use it later in a different episode because uh in the note george is getting a massage from a man where he thinks it moved and uh Mm -hmm. he says he hurt his hamstring during that which is why he has to take his pants off (laughs) so like the writers are so clever that they like remember an episode from the last season and wrote that into that episode which is amazing but it's also like like (laughs) of all the injuries for george like the the schlubby like yeah (laughs) oh yeah i pulled my hamstring like yeah because he was like something that can only be yeah (laughs) I, yeah, but you, you do see him play basketball here and there, but it's just so, it's so funny. Like, yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's the funniest thing to s- say from that, from what you're looking at and who yeah. you understand. <laughs> yeah, it's not like his Achilles heel <laughs> or I like have flat feet. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I 
or I suck at running. Like, yeah. <laughs> like his uh, view of himself or his athletic prowess. Yeah. Being completely overshot to reality. Oh yeah, it's totally. an ongoing thing. That yeah, because he made that bet about hitting the awning that one mm-hmm. time, and he, he had to do an airport pickup again. So yeah, it just it's and that I think that's a Larry Charles episode too. Oh okay, this is all kind of okay, kind of connecting. Okay, interesting. All right, so George sees the phone, um, and he calls nine one one. He starts talking to nine one one, but then Tim and Ava come back in from fixing the tire. And then he has to change what he's saying to, you know, AstroTurf, you know, who's responsible for that? The Jews. And then he hangs up like that's the end of a conversation with somebody. Uh, uh, on 911. Yeah. Because this is a board. A board. Let me just say something totally normal for this. <laughs> Scenario. For this situation. Yeah. Because of course they're good. Yeah. Say the most anti-Semitic, because of course these people always are throwing in anti-Jewish stuff in every Mm -hmm. sentence they speak, right? (laughs) That's how they would be. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So George asks Tim for a moment. Tim doesn't want to leave because with all due respect, we're about to leave. And George threatens him. It's like, who's the head of the Aryan Union? You. (laughs) And so then who made fascism and hate mongering popular again? You. Uh, so then Tim leaves the limo and then George and Jerry can still scheme again and try to figure this out. What do they say there? It's like, let's just get into the city. They can't shoot us in the city. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember why they, aren't they already in the city? I don't know. Maybe they're still on the freeway or something. Yeah, they're like out kind of by like JFK or something. Right, right. They're like, you know, already, yeah. Not in the city meeting, like Manhattan. Yeah. So I guess like their plan is to uh, get out of the limo when they're in the city. And George is like, they can't shoot us in the city. And Jerry's response is, yeah, no one's ever been shot in the city. (laughs) And And then he does, I think, the worst acting I've ever seen on the show, like this eye roll. Oh, yeah. It looks like. It looks like someone who doesn't understand what an eye roll is. Like a kid <laughs> trying to like cross his eyes or something. He's just like, he sticks his, he like blinks and like licks his lips, the po- like pouts his lips out and then like looks to the side. It's just like not, it, I, don't, I know what you, I know what you're talking about. I'm envisioning no, Nothing about it resembles like a, an actual human response. But it's it's supposed to be, of course it's supposed to be over the top and everything, but yeah, it's no, like, you're you're super right. That's so like yeah. no, no one would ever make. It's so exaggerated, so like fucking unnatural that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> well, Jerry can't act, yo. It's he's yeah. not an actor. He's he's a standup. Uh, and they say that throughout the show too. I love that they make fun of Jerry. It's like a lot of jokes at Jerry's expense throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> So that's what happens. Then they cut to the street corner again. Kramer's seriously thinking Jerry is O'Brien. He's like, Jerry being clean and organized. Jerry's a Nazi. <laughs> and Elaine's like, Jerry is not a Nazi. I know him. There's no way he's a Nazi. And then Kramer gets really weird here. He's like, I won't let him hurt you. And then puts his arms around Elaine. <laughs> like, so as to protect her from nazis i guess and elaine's just like get off me get off of me 
um that was that's a weird scene why yeah. would Kramer do that like fucking yeah it's another thing that's like just again not how somebody would react yeah 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 so they wrote it really like yeah it's weird it's like weird it's weird writing they may have already we may have already went past this point but there's a point in his uh where he's like he's trying to put all the pieces together and he goes i i know they're part of the company that's right the cia oh he does say that doesn't he yeah he's i i wrote it down because it was it was a funny like turn of phrase that's interesting uh he's he's saying they're part yeah they're part of the company they're part of the caa they're they're in with helms hunt and liddy and all those people and those were i looked it up that was the watergate people oh yeah yeah g gordon liddy yeah 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 (laughs) he's saying he's like he's like i bet they know who shot jfk that's right that's right he does say that that's so funny like (laughs) and then elaine sarcastically is like yeah i bet they were even in on it and like she (laughs) does an unnatural like uh, like fed up with Kramer kind of face too at that mm. at that point. That's awesome. Um, all right, so then they cut back to the limo, um, and George is whistling "If I Were a Rich Man," <laughs> <laughs> the most Jewish musical there is. Yeah, and Jerry just like pats him on the side. Yeah, like, like <laughs> hey, cool hey, it. Yeah, stop being so Jewish. I guess <laughs> George isn't Jewish though, right? Is he? Jerry definitely uh, is, but Latvian Orthodox for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for the I latter part so. of the series. Yeah, but uh, I think that I think uh, his parents might be Catholic or something, probably, hmm. or maybe mixed. I don't know. Maybe one of them's Catholic and one of them's Jewish. I'm not sure. I can't believe I'm about to Google George Costanza religion. On another Seinfeld podcast, I believe that they've theorized that Frank is Catholic and Estelle is uh, Jewish. Oh, okay. Yeah, it must Yeah, it must be revealed in the Latvian Orthodox <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. It's either that. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I mean, because he doesn't give a shit about religion. None of these people care about religion, so. But yeah, it's weird because like, uh, like Larry David is i believe jewish just yeah he's, he's jewish <laughs> yeah he's quite jewish yeah that man's so I, quite jewish <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't uh yeah i don't know it's interesting yeah it is interesting and yeah because george is supposed to be larry is what you're getting at and so yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Should, he should be jewish <clears throat> um okay so then they're back on the street corner and uh kramer's kramer's still kind of explaining oh yeah you already said this part about kennedy but Kramer's line about comedians being sick, neurotic people is pretty like right on for a non-comedian to, uh, yeah. to say. Well, he goes, you know, the comedians these days. And I oh, thought yeah. about that and I was thinking who was, you know, Richard who was Lewis. <laughs> well, I, 92. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Richard Lewis, uh, um, like Andrew Dice Clay. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he was sick and twisted, you know? Yeah. 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 That's Gary, true. He's too normal. Well, think about it. He, he travels around all the time yeah. for a weekend at a time. Right. And yeah, I mean, he could totally be the head of the Aryan union for sure. Um, so then they pull up to the street corner where, uh, Kramer and Elaine are standing and Kramer gets out of the limo and says, O'Brien, and uh, some street toughs uh, at the at the rally 
um, hear him say this and rush over. So then everybody has to get in the limo to, to be safe. They were going to get beaten up because just because he said O'Brien. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that they would just like rush the limo because Kramer said the word O'Brien. Yeah, let's let's get him. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, let's It's a kind of a fake, fakey uh, gang of gang yeah. of people, too. It's like a little over over dramatic. So then everyone's in the limo at this point. Kramer mixes up O'Brien and Murphy. He calls uh, George Murphy and Jerry O'Brien. But he's like, how's tricks, Murphy? Like his, the greetings he gives them are very Kramer. (laughs) And like, I feel like he's trying to be super casual, but it's coming off as not at all casual. (laughs) Because at this point, he doesn't know what's going on. He has an idea of, he thinks maybe Jerry is the head of the Aryan Union. Elaine has said there's no way he could be. So I think maybe Kramer Kramer knows. But so later at this point, Ava and Tim point guns at them. And Ava's like, who are you? Oh, hold up. I missed a whole thing. The phone rings. Kramer picks up the phone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, Ava. <laughs> and she's just like, it's for me. I love how Kramer just interjects himself into this, answering phones. Like and the best part, the way he answers the phone is like, like you call him during dinner time. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's annoyed. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Immediately takes ownership of everything in the limo. Yeah, just- yeah. This is his deal now. <laughs> love it. Oh man. So anyway, he does that. Ava Ava takes the phone from him and he's like, or she's like, it's O'Brien. Uh, and then the they point guns at him, ask, who are you? And then everybody starts talking at once, except for Kramer. Kramer is just like looking kind of bewildered and is quiet at the time. Jerry's thing starts with, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. He's George Costanza. He was supposed to pick me up at the airport. Blah, blah, blah. George is like, I'm George Costanza. He's Jerry Seinfeld. My car started shaking violently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Elaine starts saying, I didn't have anything to do tonight. And the phone rang and he said he had tickets to a basketball game. Then it cuts to the newscasters start talking a little bit. The newscasters talking about how they're banging on the limo. And then it comes back to the inside of the limo. And Elaine's, <laughs> Elaine's part of the, they're still, they're still all talking. And uh, Elaine is saying, I don't want to make a Nazi unhappy. If I thought I was going to make a Nazi unhappy, that's all I could catch. But then, <laughs> yeah. And then all, all of them stop talking and end on, I swear, I swear, I swear. That's like pretty classic Seinfeld <laughs> to a T. Like the jig is up. This is, I, I'm not gaining anything anymore. Like you, you yeah. got to believe me. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And then... Yeah. Elaine spots Dan outside of the uh, limo, says, hey. And then it cuts while, to- while they're all trying to flip it over. Yeah, physically. they're trying to fucking flip the limo over. And she's like, hey, it's Dan. <laughs> like, what? Um, and then it cuts to the news again. And it's George. And he's just yelling, I am not O'Brien. Interesting it's ending. Like, yeah, it says, I, I, the funny part is, like, uh, about that scene is that it was the first time it was actually revealed what, uh, what, O'Brien's real first name is because they just made made oh, yeah. their names up. So it would said like you know like something I can't remember the name of it. Did it say a name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like leader of the Aryan uh, Brotherhood. Okay, okay, with George in a trench coat and crazy Being guy like, going like I'm, I'm not, not O'Brien. 
<laughs> I'll have to go back and look at what the name was on there because if they gave a real name, yeah, look that up. Uh, Donald O'Brien. Oh, yeah, it was Donald O'Brien. That's the first. <laughs> yes, yes. And so he was going to go with Colin O'Brien. What a fucking. Okay. Um, I think they probably could have explained it all away a lot earlier if they're just like, well, we're also O'Brien. I guess we got in the wrong O'Brien limo. Right, right. You know? Like, yeah, I guess so. Like, there could have been two signs that said O'Brien, right? Yeah, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Also, wouldn't the limo driver, he didn't ask for any ID or no. didn't verify it at all? No. And then I, it was just, it was their assumptions that they're... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, yeah every, like, this only happened because there were, like, a lot of steps that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still hilarious, still hilarious. And... uh and it ends with the stand-up. And I kind of love the stand-up. Jerry's talking about the casual Heil. It's like, yeah, yeah, Heil. Whose donuts are those? Can I have one of those, those donuts? Heil, Heil, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's the end of the episode. Um, I love this episode. I don't know why I thought to talk about it with you. You seemed like the right person to talk about like a weird fucking Nazi-based up. You're not a Nazi. I know this, but... I seems like the right kind of person to talk to about it. Yeah, well, I appreciate you keeping me in mind. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, just such a weird episode altogether. Like, And it kind of leaves you feeling like, like, I really wonder what happened. How did they get away? Yeah, because they, they don't... It's one of those ones where they don't clean up their mess. No, not at all. It's a huge like, mess, too. And And it's good that they didn't because... If they had like a extra scene after the you know the freeze frame yeah. of them at like the coffee shop or whatever like during the credits, there's no way they could have summed it up yeah. any better than just you're right being caught and then you're right yeah and especially because none of this episode even takes place at the coffee shop or at Jerry's apartment it's all airport limo street corner I think yeah interesting right yeah yeah because yeah. there's no yeah then maybe they were getting the set pieces cleaned or something <laughs> that would be interesting to write a write a script around oh the set's mm. being cleaned this weekend we got to do an episode outside no but Larry Charles tends to take things like outside of the common common locations it seems like yeah you know like even going into joe devola's apartment in another episode was like that's weird like it's a Mm -hmm. strange scene and they had to make that set and it never gets used again interestingly oh yeah right right yeah (laughs) they had um i believe they've used the the airport terminal before yeah they have or or they they did sense they did the one where uh, Kramer was betting the man in the cowboy hat on oh, yeah. and departures. Yeah, <laughs> around the time when he was trying to get off betting stuff. Yeah, that was that was the great. Yeah. Anyway, that's an episode for another time. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Brett, I appreciate uh, appreciate you talking to me about the limo today. Yeah, of course. This was awesome. Um, if uh, if you want to be on the show again, let me know because. Uh, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to kind of figure out what the show is. I think it's just sort of going to be random episode, random people talking about random episodes or, or different angles. Like I have, a, I have somebody that wants to talk about like, is Jerry creepy in this day and age, like <laughs> compared to his behavior in the nineties, et cetera. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. That's... If you have a topic or an angle you want to talk about that you come up with, let me know. Will do. If I if I think of something, I'll let you know. Okay. I, I may have an idea. Okay. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon then. Cool. All right. Bye. Bye.
See ya.